0: Welcome to another edition of Easy Jazz Spotlight. In this episode, guest host Stefan Zakowski talks with the popular Toronto jazz duo Dizzy and Faye. The two musicians whose real names are Mark and Amanda explain how and why they came up with the catchy names Dizzy and Faye. They discuss what it's like performing in a different persona the experience of singing, being vulnerable as a performer, and the true purpose of music. Now, here's Stefan.
1: I'm here today with four of my favorite musical artisans. Not just artists, but highly talented, versatile crafters, architects of powerful and inviting musical style. Amanda Walter, Mark LaLama, Dizzy, Faye, welcome. Yes, I you. want to start by saying that listening to your music, especially watching you to perform evokes a level of intimacy uh, between myself and your performances that feels like being in a small, dark speakeasy. Um, mm-hmm. Nightclub-ish with everybody looking at the stage. Um, your first album songbook that you put out in 2021 it had the feeling of low lights, close quarters, uh, a vibe that even though it might be wrong, it was also right. I think Mark, you said illegal, but harmless. Exactly. <laughs> when we were talking, your second album, Hooked, that you put out in 2022, put a spotlight on that stage because you had powerful inclusion of in percussion and brass and even symphony orchestra, right? And. It still felt intimate. It still felt private. It still felt like it had that hint of illegal and harmless, <laughs> like the speakeasy feel. So no, no, no statement of negativity around the fact that you put in so much more music behind it, so much more power behind it, because it still has that feeling. And I absolutely loved it. Uh, the song that we're gonna hear later, fucked, phenomenal. I listened to it, my wife listened to it and she was blown away, absolutely blown away. Just that intro. You get drawn in and you're going, what are we gonna hear? What are you and then wham? And then yeah. the voice, the voice, that softened voice, the, the music is powerful and sharp, and then the voice brings you in and it's like, okay, I'm comfortable. I'm like, gonna take my yeah. drink, I'm going sit at the table, I'm gonna watch.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That, yeah. That's so harmless. The thing that was the most interesting to me, the thing that shocked me when when I heard it from your uh, I'm not Jane is your publicist.
2: Our publicist.
1: She's your Publicist. So she told me that you've only known your, the two of you have only known each other for a couple of years. When I saw you play, when I listened to the chemistry that you put out as, as a duo, I felt you'd known each other for decades, Hmm. decades. The way you work together, the organic connections that you have when you sing, when you play, the way you interact. I thought you'd known each other for a long, long time and she said, oh only a couple of years. And I was shocked because it seems so seamlessly interconnected. You have to tell me, both of you, Dizzy, Faye, Amanda, Mark, how you met, where you met. I know there's that uh, that statement of it was a small stage in the middle of winter. <laughs> what I want to hear is from you both of you how you met and and how you felt about it, where the connection happened and, and then how it grew from there.
0: Well, it was uh Burlington, Ontario. We were both hired to be on a tour as separate performers and just kind of met um at Soundcheck. And I think so that would have been, yeah, maybe a couple of years before we actually did the first record, I guess, Faye, correct?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh Think, was it was the very first tour that sheila asked me that question or was it the second tour the year after i that? think it
2: yeah i think it might have been our, our second t- our tour um together where um my singing partner from my folk group dallas sheila caravine uh she's also my best friend and she has always known that i've jazz is where my heart voice is and i've always wanted to sing Uh, my favorite jazz songs, and I had been hoping to do a record at some point as like a bucket list thing, and when I had heard Mark play, I just had this feeling that he had similar sensibilities and um, confessed to Sheila that, oh, maybe Mark would be a good partner to work on a record. Maybe he could produce a record for me, and she blurted it out side stage. <laughs> and basically said what did she say to you <laughs>
0: she said, uh amanda wants you to produce her jazz record <laughs> and we were basically you know like the, the piano was still ringing like from the last note of the song before the intermission on the concert stage that we were at and uh and it was just like what <laughs> said, yeah okay sure yeah i guess i don't know so that's how it started you know which is really, kind of weird because I don't think there was too much jazz in that show. So nope. <laughs> uh, I think there was a, a total of one jazz song. It was a Vince, because it was a Christmas concert. I think it was a Vince Giraldi song. And I think that was it. Maybe uh, another fe- no, the feature. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how you knew it was going to work. You know, like, or well, how you- I,
2: Yeah, I was familiar with uh, Mark's work, uh, oh. his own songwriting and his trio. And uh, we were guests. Della were, were guests on your series uh, in St. Catharines, and I guess that must have solidified it for me because hearing you sing your own songs, like it's such an incredible show, and you, you're just—it's—it's it's pretty incredible to hear what you're capable of. And that was—that was just like, oh, ah, this this person likes to play. He's got harp music in there. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, that's, that was the beginning. Yeah. And then, and then we had a meeting. I remember we had a meeting in Oakville at a restaurant or something. and you said, do you think uh, this should be a duo? Right? Because you had been sending me songs uh, like cover tunes that you had grown up with and you said you sang with your father and all that and, and uh, so, I remember going through songs and then sending you some suggestions and then we had a meeting and you said. Maybe this should be a duo. And I said, no, it's, it's your record, you know, like it's not a dude. This, we're doing cover tunes and, and it's songs from your childhood and all that. I said, it's, it's a solo record. And then uh, we, st- we started rehearsals. And then I asked you if you had written anything in this style. And you had a tune you were working on. And so uh, you, I think you sang it for me. And then I ended up doing. Just reharmonizing it or stuff, so, just messing with it, and then I heard you sing that, and then I thought, oh, whoa, this is another level. It was so different for me than you singing the cover tunes, even though that was great. But this felt like, like, like the door opened and the light came shining, and I go,
2: oh,
0: hold on a second, do you have any more? And then we started writing together. That's how we started writing together, and then it just kind of clicked, like the songwriting you know yeah and and then it became really obvious that it was a
1: duo so how did you come up with the uh the personas so from either one of you both of you how did you come up with the personas for a disney oh it was all me
0: it was all me <laughs> 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 no yeah. we were actually once once we decided that it was a duo i remember we were on the phone and i remember saying you know like any name like it should be a name that as soon as you hear it, you kind of know what it is. I said something like, I don't know, like Dizzy and Faye or something like that. And you said, oh my God, my manager has been calling me Faye Dunaway for years. Right. I said, oh. So we kicked we kicked around some other names, but I think that was the first thing that was blurted out, Dizzy and Faye. Right?
1: And so why why um why pick personas why not be you on the stage? What made you think that a persona is well, a better path to take?
0: You know, I I, don't, I don't think like we're not doing, I think the, the, okay. So the, the me, the, the thing behind the name, Dizzy and Faye, I think if you never, if you said, Oh, my favorite band is Dizzy and Faye. Well, right away, I think someone's going to think those are pretty old fashioned names, mm-hmm. right? And there's two names. It's probably a duo. So it, so it, just that branding, that sound of it, right, goes with the sound of the music, I think, right? Now, we're not doing a parody or anything like that. We're not really, uh, you know, there's a lot of me and Dizzy, you know? Like, there's quite a bit. So <laughs> it's, it's just, it, I, I just love that idea. You know, I heard that, that uh, Beyonce, for example, used to have terrible stage fright. And she created a name, uh, Sasha Fierce, before yes. she went. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. It's it's just a little, you know, bit to get out of yourself and right. say you get on stage, then you can shed all the things that happened to you that day, or the things that oh. could distract you, and you just go out there. And now you're just in this world of dizzy and faith. All those things that guy cutting you off, or that car, that ticket you got that day didn't even doesn't even exist, right? Yeah. So it's not like we're creating, you know, comic book characters that don't relate, you know, these, these, Dizzy the, and Faye is very much the both of us. I don't want to speak for Amanda, but, you know, it's not a huge stretch now, Izzy, <laughs> for
1: me at all.
2: Yeah. So, I think.
1: Uh, sorry, Amanda. I was going to say, so Faye to you is, how much <laughs> of you is Faye? How much of Faye is you?
2: I think, I don't know, it's so merged. It's more permission. Faye gives me permission to embrace sides of myself that I may not have had the confidence to bring to stage. And for me, it's because I've always sung this style of music by myself alone, and I've never really let anyone he- hear my passion or I have, you know, it's, this is new for me, new territory for me. Um, I think I was a a little scared at first and a little shy, and Mm -hmm. Faye gave me the confidence I needed, even though I've been performing for over 20 20 years. Mm -hmm. I think Faye just helped me get over my own um, insecurities, actually, and step into myself a little bit. So, yeah, she's more of like, I don't know, she's like my lipstick, you know, (laughs) she gets me ready to be to be fully in the song when I need to be.
1: So a good question then would be, um, describe Faye for me. Give give me Faye in a nutshell. Give me Faye in five words, although I know it's <laughs> more than five words to describe Faye. And I'm going to do the same thing with you with with Dizzy, uh, Mark. I want to know that aspect of it. Because you come on stage, I'll just gloss you over a little, in or butter you up, pardon me. Uh, <laughs> it looks like the two of you are those persona it's not like you're acting it's as though like you say you are giving permission to become full on watching you on on actual stage watching you when you're in your dressing room singing it's as though i am watching two two people that really exist that are un- not unlike you because i've had the conversation with you on the phone and now seeing you here it's not changed anything you are the same people that i spoke with on the phone i've now got animated faces that go along with <laughs> the voices um but watching you singing is just phenomenal watching you playing the two of you the chemistry it's as though we're back in the 1930s 1940s and There's these two people that just absolutely live from the music that they play, the music that they put forward, and that's what I get from you. It's powerful. It's overwhelming. It's it's everything that you want when you want to go see music, and that's Dizzy and Faye. So you need to describe to me who these people are because they are people that I have met fifty years ago. If I could,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah, Faye is the. She's lost. She's lost in the music. She's totally a 100% in it. She's a little bit she's strong. She's a little bit angry. She's very sensitive and she's super romantic.
1: (laughs) I was going to say she's a bit of a flirt, but there's only certain songs. And in certain songs it's like I'm gonna flirt a bit, but then if you reach your hand out, you're gonna get a slap. That's Check it. Out. Nope, you've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> I think that came across in chocolate cake. I think that's where I picked that up. So well, now, Mark, yeah. what about what about Dizzy? Tell us about Dizzy because I, I get a I get a um, piano man vibe from from Dizzy. I get uh, yeah. a young. Yep. Um, and I can't think of his name now. I had it on the tip of my tongue and now I can't.
0: Yeah. No, like, man. The piano really man really is, so. jo- Thank you. Man. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Dizzy, I don't know. I think Dizzy, maybe his upbringing wasn't as uh, sweet as phase for example. And uh, maybe he's a little rough around the edges and he's, he's kind of used to looking over his shoulder a little bit and, mm-hmm. uh, sitting with his back to the wall and, uh, but when he gets to at the piano, he, when he gets on stage, he knows he's completely safe there, and uh, he doesn't play like a lot of guys play, and uh, because he, he didn't have the same kind of upbringing, you know, and he's he's had to do a lot of different kinds of work just to make it. And uh, so when he gets on stage, he's totally free and and just does whatever the heck he wants. I think that's.
1: Yeah, I was going to say watching you play, uh, Mark, Dizzy, um, I would describe your playing as emotional. You play emotionally. Uh, you push, and this is going to, I overly word things, but this, you push your soul through your fingertips across the keys more to evoke an ambiance than to play music, uh, a vibe uh, through which Amanda sings and is not forced. You know, right. it's just, just this flow that comes from you and you just see it as you play. And the two of you sort of battle or or play on one another that I've seen, Amanda will change a note, she'll change the cadence of the way she's singing and you'll play along. But then I'll see the look in your eye, I'll see you sort of glance off in a direction, you go, oh yeah? And then you play something to say, I'm gonna throw you a curve ball and see if okay, you can yeah. run with it. And the, it just flows, like I say, the two of you, this is why I say it sounds like you've been there organic for decades and it's amazing oh, cool. that you've done this in such a short period of time. Really, Well, really yeah, amazing. you know, both of us,
0: you know, I, uh, the longest part of my career was spent supporting singers usually, most time getting hired by recording artists or, or singers, touring artists and s- learning their music and supporting them, you know, uh, so l- it's really listening and uh, wasn't until maybe I don't know a decade or so ago that I started front singing my own music and fronting. But prior to that I was singing Harmony and backing up and and, and Amanda's been singing she's a professional harmony singer, you know. So we both have that like those kind of jumbo ears just because also I, I hate rehearsing and uh, <laughs> and I've always hated rehearsing and I i kind of You know, worked it out like my whole life has been, you know, playing music alone, practicing and being able to pivot, musically pivot at any point, you know, to react to the moment. Because that to me is kind of the biggest thrill of playing is it's not this preordained performance that you're going to present. And Dizzy and Faye, we're only two. Like we could easily just say, okay, we're going to do it like this every time. But I wouldn't. I would have been, I would have quit the band by now, you know? So it's, it's like, so the fact is, and I know Amanda is super tuned into everything I'm playing, you know, she could probably sing you five piano pianos. Like that. I would, I've totally forgotten already. I don't know. She could like sing it back to you. So, um, that, that skill was something even as a child that I said, I want to be able to do that someday It's just to sit, no music, and hear the sounds in my head and play them. So, that's been a lifetime goal of mine, and I'm still trying to, trying to perfect it. You know?
1: Well, you've gone beyond perfecting it as far as I'm concerned. You've got a phenomenal skill between the two of you. I haven't heard you playing uh, with others, other collaborations that you're, you, you've done, and it would be interesting to see how that worked out because some of them probably were more technical that you were following along, And listening and doing the skills that you've got, but because the singer or the other players are more technically attuned to play the notes and play the song and occasionally vary from them, but vary it in a way that they understand how to vary, that you're having to play to match, and it's less of this beautiful, organic, compositions that you the two of you come up with on a probably on a regular basis that it's never the same it's always something slightly different you know like putting on your makeup it's never going to look the exact same because your face is never exactly the same and your mood is never exactly the yeah. same so there'll be a little more eyeliner there'll be a and
0: little no two, yeah and no two stages sound the same so it particularly like and no two days sound the same you know mm-hmm. you go to this, the same studio the same microphones the same engineer you go in there the second day and everything sounds different. So you're going to play differently, you know? So especially in a live situation where you're playing different kinds of stages, you could be playing a big concert hall, you could be playing a church. You hit that one note on the piano, it sounds completely different than the day before. So you're going to react to that. You know, Amanda's going to sing into her mic or Faye's going to sing into her mic even. <laughs> and and it's going to sound different. So it's going to evoke different emotions. I, mean, youths, I think we both play by our emotions, so. Yeah.
1: Well, with the 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 skill that you've got, um, does dizzy come in emotionally on occasion? Is there enough of dizzy around that? occasionally in your brain you bring him forward like you say he's a little rough on the edges he's had to check off in his shoulder occasionally when he walks into a place he's always checking behind him just to make sure there's nobody following him in that shouldn't be following him in does he come to stage on occasion does he actually when he sits down okay i'm in a dizzy mood <laughs> i'm well, in a serious dizzy mood today well yeah
0: i think every time every dizzy's fully present every song you know you know, he's, he's never not in a dizzy mood, right? Because, I mean, that's dizzy up there, right? You know, right. maybe I'll confess that um, maybe our first performance, I remember our very first performance after we'd written all these songs, they it it came so fast and we, like, we were writing songs and then recording them that I, and, you know, they all kind of have a similar harmonic, um, we come from this similar harmonic garden, you know? So I had so much trouble organizing the song. Like I was, I had to read the music, you know? So at that point, maybe there was more Mark than Dizzy. You know? But right. now recently I I don't read, I I've totally internalize the music and just now I feel like really free when I'm on stage. So, I mean, that that's all Dizzy all the time, you know? So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all dizzy, all the time.
0: Is that what you meant by your question? Is, does dizzy come emotionally? I don't know. I'm not sure. Answer.
1: Well, I don't. I you you describe the persona of dizzy, and it's it, to me. And the same thing goes with Amanda and Faye. There's a persona that you carry with you, and I mean, I do it with my the radio personality. People will say, you know, oh, you sound like a radio personality, and I'll switch into the radio personality. <laughs> And that person has an entire persona associated. It's not like having bipolar or being split personality where, you know, there's a part of you that exists and only exists that way. It's more of a sort of a a socially acceptable way of allowing more of yourself to be something. And Mm -hmm. that it's not always present. Like you say, I get permission to be a little bit more out there with the radio personality than I do just me, just Stefan. Hi, I'm Stefan. And if radio personality comes out, it's, hi, I'm yeah. Stefan Zakowski, And it's nice to see you. Um, you, you just yeah. lose. And you lose the nerve. Like, if somebody looks at you, what are you doing? If I'm the radio guy, it's like, hey, if you don't like it,
0: yeah, you yeah. can
1: always find the door.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's true. If, if, I, I know that, you know, like Amanda was talking about my my trio. I have a trio of Johnny Bobby Kate. And I'm the lead singer in it. and I know if I'm staring at a room, it could be in a club, whatever song I'm singing, I got to be the guy in the song. So it's a lot like acting that way, but I don't like to call it acting, but I think you just got to be bold and fierce and you're singing these words. That's the message. And that's all that matters. So you, you, you do that anyway, like when I'm on stage, I'm not Mark, I'm just the guy in the song i'm the like if i'm i'm singing from the perspective of the lyrics so uh so i do it anyway as soon as i get out i've learned how to do that now, right? you know at some point when you're performing you learn ah get rid of all that other stuff that you don't need to perform right yeah
1: and i mean when the two of you perform and i I'm mention faye i'm going to drag faye into the conversation because we've sort of left her on the sidelines i know <laughs> i know <laughs> She's been talking so much during this interview. We have to bring her in to just say a couple of more words. But, I mean, it's authenticity. That's what you're getting at is that the level of authenticity of both playing and singing. If you're not there, if you're not actually part of the music, then the music sounds flat. It sounds, yes, you're playing a song. It's a beautiful voice. It's beautiful piano. But there's nothing coming from your soul. And this is what I meant by you push your soul through your fingertips because, the sounds that come from your keyboard, the sound that come from Amanda, from Faye, is so authentic. You feel it. You feel it in your bones. You feel, this is real, like what the words that are being sung, when you say chocolate cake, I can taste chocolate cake because it's there, it's yeah. not. And of course, there's the innuendo as well, but the point yeah. is, is that yeah. you get it. You get. Yeah. It's not like me just saying chocolate cake. I can say chocolate cake and you go, meh, mm-hmm. so, what? what it, what's your point? It's the authenticity. You make it real. You pull it from inside and you bring it out. So it's, I wouldn't say, as you said, it's not so much acting because acting is portraying something that isn't you. It's being more of yourself with the allowance of being that other part of yourself that you're sort of bringing in. Because as you said, um, Mark, that Dizzy is really a lot of you. And the same thing, Amanda, Faye is a lot of you.
0: I would say, you know, I would... I've learned recently to tell myself and that before you go on stage, just say just be if I if it was someone I would I would say just be unapologi- unapologetically authentic. Yep. Be unapologetically authentic. So that takes a certain kind of stubbornness and single mindedness. So I try to remember those two words and then and just do it.
1: But that's dizzy though. He's unapologetic. Yeah. I got anything wrong it, yeah. Dizzy is unapologetic. He'll say certain things, he'll act a certain way, and it's, hey, you don't like it, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what I think right now? I think you should talk to Faye right now. i got to turn
1: No, we're going to talk to Faye right now. We're going to talk to him. Uh, I glossed... I've, I've buttered uh, Mark's bread way too long, so I'm going to touch base with you, Amanda, and say about your singing. So honestly, authentically... When you sing, it's as though you're singing to a single individual. If I'm listening to you, you're singing to me. I don't care how many other people in the room. You sing to one person, to a 100,000, however many people in the room, every single person feels like you're singing to them. Mm -hmm. You have that skill. You have that ability to focus the words, the song, your look, the emotional content that comes from you, from your voice, on the individual. And you feel the person like me, when I watch it, I feel a little special, a little nervous, a little shy. I get blush in my cheeks when you say certain words and you give that look. And it's like, whoa, did she just say that to me? To... I, feel, I feel good. This is really nice. This is really, really good. And that comes from an authenticity within yourself that you're singing it to someone. I don't know who it is. We don't have to go into the details, but you do it so well. It's not forced. It's not pushed. And that's what makes the music so phenomenally good. When the two of you are working together, that your voice, it's just, it's, it's pure. It's not mushed up with a bunch of the technicalities. It's just like you're, it's like you're having a conversation. You have a cup of coffee in hand. You're talking to somebody across the table. Hi, La, 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 you say a couple of words, they engage. But in your case, it's singing. And you even do response. It's as though, you know, you'll say and you sing a line and it's as though you've gotten a response from somebody and you'll sing the next line a certain way as though you're twisting the conversation. You're giving a little in, innuendo here and there. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. So what I want to know when you're doing this, what's going through your head? What are you thinking? <laughs>
2: what? I, I think I black out a little. I, I, I truly get lost. Um in the emotion of the song, like it's really emotionally driven for me. And I feel like music more than any other art form is almost, it's has this capacity for, or capability of connecting us emotionally with each other. And I feel like that's kind of the whole point for me. If I, and I feel like it's my job to feel the feelings as deeply as possible so that everyone else can come with me and go there but i have to go first and i think it's too much to ask someone to be engaged as an audience member or a listener if you're not willing to you know let all of your walls down and go there fully right. so i don't really i try not to think too much actually <laughs> i try not to think about how i'm singing only only the words like i'm living in the words living in the story i see pictures i see I, yeah, I just, I feel things and I just, I let it out. So not much. I'm not thinking about a lot, but I'm feeling everything.
1: (laughs) So even right at the very beginning, just as the first nose drop, what, you know, in your mind, you're just beginning to take the journey. It's like being on a roller coaster and you get to the top and you just ah, open your mouth. Wind rushes in, but you're not thinking about going over the top in the roller coaster. no.
2: Yeah, I have, I have to be there first, so sometimes even live, like, I shake off the song before a little okay. bit, and I have to, like, I have to just go to the, I see colors, I see moods, and I just, it's like stepping into a room, and then once I'm in the room, I just tell the story of the room, and it's the song, so I don't know, does that make any sense?
1: It does, it, it actually does, because when you talk about, you know, you shake your head, and you come in, there's a couple of songs where it almost looks like you're starting off angry with something. Mm-hmm. There's a look in your face that you might start the song ang- and then all of a sudden the smile comes and it's like, oh, okay, okay, but I don't know where you were. And that was the reason to ask, like, where are you when you begin, like when you begin the song, when you're into the song, I can kind of understand that you're not thinking about the words. You're not thinking about, you know, he's going to play this note and I'm going to sing this word and he's your in it and just playing along. But at the very beginning, I see this almost like an emotional journey as it's started yes. just before he hits the first key. And when he hits the first key, the smile comes, the sparkle in the eye comes, and it's, wow, how did you transition? And what was happening just before that? And so yes, your answer makes perfect, perfect sense. It's, it's, <laughs> it's sort of an insight into Faye's approach. Now, is it Faye or is it Amanda? when the music, just Um, before the music drops. Is that you coming into persona, or is that the persona saying, yeah, sit down, honey, I got uh, (laughs) that.
2: I, that's interesting. I don't know that it's, I think it's, it's both. It's, um, because I definitely, that's something I do no matter what I'm singing in what, you know, what group or what style of music. I feel like I have to be in the story, I I'm am I'm, come from folk music people and I come from story first people and so it's all about the story for me and um, yeah, so I, I, don't, I don't know if it's Faye stepping into my body or if it's the song maybe, <laughs> it's the song arriving and then you know, yeah. I don't know. It's, this is this is very fascinating because I'm like actually thinking like what do I do? I don't really.
1: I would never like, thought about would this. Think about it and and see. I told you I'd throw in questions that you weren't ready for. I love um, it. <laughs> so if you want to think about it and throw me an answer, that would be of value to me in future interviews with other people to sort of ask them similar questions and get an insight into where that journey actually begins, where it starts. Because I can understand as an artist you would begin with "All right, we're singing this song, this is the sort of the emotion, this is the mood, but as the first notes start to drop where do you go? Who's coming in to sing? And in this situation, which is unique to a lot of people, you have personas that you bring on stage, you have something, alter egos that play a role in this music it's invisible the line the threshold for where you transition from one to the other unless you come full bore immediately you're Dizzy and Faye and we don't get to see the other persona but me seeing you and speaking with you although Mark did correct me and say who's this Mark guy (laughs) I don't know if I'm actually speaking with Mark and and Amanda or Dizzy and Faye but my assumption is I'm speaking with Amanda and Mark Dizzy and Faye are sort of sitting in the background going hmm, We'll come out when we need to, when we want to.
2: <laughs> a little more stubborn.
1: So a really good question would be then, where was the very, very beginnings of music for both of you? Where? What was the thing that started music for you? I mean, I know, Mark, what was it, 12 years old you were playing? And Amanda, you were singing even younger than that?
0: <laughs> Go ahead, Ray.
2: <laughs> yeah, I... I grew up in a musical family, and so music is one of the things we do together. And my mom loves to sing, and my father plays guitar and sings, and all of my cousins, we get together and sing in harmony. Um, so that's, that's the family that raised me, so it's no wonder I'm this way a little <laughs> bit. Um, I don't remember there being a time without music. Yeah. Um, and so many of us have been have turned into professional artists because of it in different capacities. Um, yeah, it's just always been in my bones. And it, my mom says even when I was a baby, if you'd throw me on the swing, I would just start singing. La, 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 la. <laughs> and the neighbor down the street knew what time it was because I'd be singing at the top of my lungs as I walked to school every day. And um, yeah, it's just always been there.
1: Nice. And Mark?
0: yeah similar my father is a classically trained clarinet player and uh, we used to go I just I remember being like three years old We go see him play with the uh, symphony you know and uh, there's a great picture I have my dad where he's just he's dressed like he's got a like in a symphony with a white shirt black tie and me and two of my brothers are literally one on his head one on one shoulder one. And I think he's holding his clarinet or something. And uh, so we w- we would go see him since we could walk. And then uh, he started. He had a like a weekend band, like a dance band. He he taught himself to play saxophone, uh, so he could get gigs in like in swing bands and stuff. Okay. So uh, he was, and then he had his own band. And slowly, my brothers and I all played in his band. So I was twelve years old. And, and uh, I started singing in his band. I'd sing like two songs, three songs a night. When I was a pretty big kid, I was like five ten, five eleven. <laughs> I was really big for my age. And I would set up the equipment. I loved plugging in the mics and the PA system and all that. So from twelve till I was about second year, I think, university, when I started studying music at York University, that's when I finally told him I I gotta quit the band. You know, coming home every weekend, and, you know. Uh, it was like a two-hour bus ride to get back home and i would do i did that every weekend played every friday and saturday night since i was 12 years old so um that's yeah and, and my brothers still all play music you know they don't play professionally but um my youngest brother did for a while and yeah it's it's just kind of like it, it's the it's the bond of like a Lar family for sure the music
1: um. So would either of you or both of you say that there's earlier work that you performed even outside of Dizzy and Faye that has influenced the work that you've done today? Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally.
0: It's all part of the same bat swing, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know where we are in that rotation, but, you know, it, it, it's all one one motion to me, you know.
2: Yeah, it, same. I feel like it's... Sorry. No, I was going to say, I feel like it's all part of, it's like steps towards, as opposed to, like, I don't see it as any different journey. Um, and everything seems to prep you for the next thing a little bit. Like every, I feel like that was songwriting too. Like, you know, I've written some songs that I'll never play for anyone that I think are terrible, but they're so (laughs) precious to me because they got me to the next song. I had to get to that next one and I had to go through those to get there. And, but I, I, feel like all of all of my musical experiences before this singing with my family and singing harmony in Dalla and like traveling and meeting other musicians and just connecting over music and all the music I've heard and listened to my whole life every single second that music has been in my life has led me to this minute of dizzy and fay and it's been so important and who knows where i'll be in 20 years and what musical path i'll be on it's it's all very exciting
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and it and it it's true it's great to have all these man i've played in so, so many different kinds of bands especially you know when i was i was just kind of marketing myself as a keyboardist as a pianist and just Doing old country bands, rock bands, you know, sort of punk band, whatever it was, like. But it, you know, I, what I realized, it's not about the music, you know. When you when you describe how Disney Faye makes you feel, you didn't say, "Oh, I love that that harmony." I love how you the vibrato on your, you know, you didn't, you didn't talk about those You talk about chocolate cake, you know. You talk about, you know, those things. So, I think that the whole goal of a musician, of an artist is a musical artist, is that the listener doesn't think about music, the listener thinks about life, thinks about love, or, you know, emotion, right? Yeah. So that's the, the, the music is just kind of like, I don't know, the carrot to get you to walk through that emotional door and feel like you're alive.
1: You know? I would, I would describe it more as the music is the conduit through which your emotions get to intertwine with, yeah. The, the journey you get to take that emotional journey with the two of you with whoever else you're listening to just through that nice little comfortable envelope that is the music the song that you're listening to yeah
0: yeah yeah I think a musician a musical artist has to be brave enough to let the audience hear what the notes mean. Yeah mm-hmm. not not just the notes. You can't just you gotta be a little braver than just showing what notes with the notes yes.
1: it's sort of like bearing your soul to an audience so that they feel the authenticity they feel a the real they feel the vulnerability because yeah. if you if you don't hear vulnerability in music it's almost like you're just you know you're listening to elevator music you've yeah. never sat in an elevator and gone up and listened to the music and gone wow that just takes me somewhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to the third floor. I mean, um...
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think art's about connection, and if you're not vulnerable, you're not going to connect with someone. Like that's, that's. If you think of the people you're closest with in your life, it's not because you just had like happy laugh times. You know, you've let them see dark parts of you. You have let them see your whole self. And as artists, if we're not letting everyone see our whole selves on stage. We aren't gonna connect as deeply and I wanna, I want it all. I wanna go, I wanna go there with everyone. (laughs)
1: I haven't yet heard anything dark from the two of you. I think you need to do something darker. I think it has to be on the playlist for Illegal and, and illegal but Harmless, your, your next yeah. album. You really have to put in the dark side. Of well, maybe we got to do uh,
0: Illegal and Harmful, the next record. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, that's a little darker than I was yeah. expecting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, is there a song that... Both of you, either of you feel, I know all of your music is precious. It's it's like having children. Each one of them, you can't say I am a favorite because the other ones get jealous, but in really in truth, in your in your in your heart, are there any songs? Is there one song that speaks to you specifically, your favorite, your 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 golden piece that you look at and go, this one I really, 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 really like the way it came out, the way we work it, the way it makes me feel.
2: Yeah, and I have even one. It
1: doesn't have to be Dizzy and Faye. It doesn't have to be Dizzy and Faye. It can be from your past. Anything.
2: I I have one. I never thought I'd have one, but I totally do. I have a favorite. And don't tell the other songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last song on this record, Hooked, is probably one of my. It's my favorite. It's called Nevermind. and it has a life of its own, and it's so. It's devastating. Every time I sing it, I am destroyed, and it <laughs> makes me so sad. <laughs> I really love it.
1: I think I listened to that. I believe I actually listened to that from the album, because I wanted. I saw Nevermind. I went, I have a feeling I know what this is. I have to listen to it. And you do, in the version that I listened to, It's that, I think, was the song that you came in, and you look angry before you start and then you get the smile but it's not a wholehearted now that i'm thinking it's not that wholehearted beaming smile it's just kind of yeah i'm putting this one on for you but yeah never mind <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: i have to agree you know uh that's also yeah on, on the on the record it's probably my go-to song if i you know i mean and uh, songbook i think walk me home
2: yeah.
0: a special place in my heart. So if we can only pick one song from each record, I would say walk me home and never mind. So you
1: have two and, favorite children. That's, that's what
0: you're saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just think they both, they'll both stand up, you know, 20 years from now they they're just, uh, I think, all, I think all the songs will, but those <laughs> especially there's something, you know, like when you, you, when you write a song, you just never know, right? And then, and then you got to go through the process of recording the song. Sometimes it sounds different when you write it, and then when you record it and listen back, you know. Yeah. So I think both of those songs came out uh, after all the process of recording, mixing, mastering, arrangement, and then now I can listen back and go, "Yeah, that's exactly how I felt when we wrote it," you know, kind of thing. You know, so it's uh, yeah, it was something special to those two tracks for me
1: so they resonate for you emotionally resonate for you because mm-hmm. i mean technically you know it sounded like you were saying these are really phenomenal songs the way they came together but what i'm looking for is that oh. emotional resonance the ones for you that come out of you know deep in the soul your favorite child the other ones they're they're good they're good kids they'll grow up be <laughs> talkies, they're fine oh yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not talking technically or even anything musically about it i i think i'm not talking about anything musical. but when i when i hear them I feel a real satisfaction and I think it's an emotional thing
1: so now I'm going to jump to a more playful set of questions uh, really it's more about the insides of, of the two of you so first Mark we know you play the piano we know that that's your your go-to uh, musical instrument of choice but I like to know if you have a, a secret secret lover a secret Fantasy uh, instrument that people uh, they may have heard a little of, but not a lot. And maybe Dizzy hasn't yet pulled it out of the closet to to brush yeah. it off and see if it actually plays.
0: Well, if it's a secret, it's not my fault because I'll play the the accordion at any any chance. <laughs> it's just most people don't want to hear it. So, <laughs> so you know, it's, yeah, I do. I play accordion is actually my first instrument. Okay. Yeah, it's the first instrument I took lessons on. Sister Rita Joe back when I was a kid. So, <laughs> so how many do three. you
1: have? How many, how many? Oh I
0: started collecting them years ago. I have approximately 15 accordions, different sizes and shapes and colors. So.
1: Interesting.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the stomach Steinway, you know.
2: The stomach Steinway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have never heard that that is that's gonna there's one that I just made it one. up I just made it up <laughs> well you should there's, there's a song there you go yeah. stomach's time wave and play it in <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah. and you could do nevermind with a squeeze box you know just a small squeeze <laughs> play it sort of you know sort of that French the, you know the French yeah, park with a little light and the cigarette and this nevermind
0: we could totally <laughs> do nevermind on accordion
2: you have a whole new life <laughs>
0: yeah no problem
2: I want to go there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we could try it. You want me to get the accordion now? Okay.
1: <laughs> and and I understand that, Amanda, you also have an instrument of choice. Um, I understand. It's even on one of the songs. Is it in the second album? Uh, Mark, it, it's you...
2: <laughs> it's in Hooked. It's, I make an appearance on the kazoo. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's when a does family your stage... instrument. When do you come out on stage and, and do your <laughs> kazoo performance, your kazoo solo? Uh,
2: it hasn't happened yet, no. but maybe someday. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if it's – I don't think Faye would admit to playing the kazoo. She's <laughs> way cooler than me.
1: <laughs> so Faye runs to the closet. Speaking of yeah. Faye running to the closet, I understand you also have another um, secret singing passion uh, uh amanda as fay cowers in the corner
2: <laughs> yeah she's she's nowhere to be seen she's gone now
1: <laughs> and and what is it that you do with songs i understand you do something interesting with, with
2: songs. <laughs> well my my brothers and i really like to do parody versions of songs and take so, some of our favorite songs and turn them into like you know, join them into a different style that juxtapose against the original style as much as possible. We made an entire album of music for one of my brother's <laughs> weddings of his, all of his favorite songs done in alternate styles and it was one of my favorite things I've ever done.
1: <laughs> so it's Amanda Weird Al uh Walter. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you just need the mustache. That's all. <laughs> I've always wanted a mustache. So <laughs> have you really? <laughs>
1: And how does Faye feel about a mustache? She'd be cool. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Got to do a stage performance, or at least in the closet, (laughs) the dressing closet, the dressing room. You could do that. Um, So the question I ask everybody, and I'm going to ask you both, um, best advice you have ever been given and who gave it to you? Mm -hmm. Take it away, Faye.
2: Oh, I've, I've received some really beautiful advice from different people that I've internalized at this point. Um, but what's funny is one of the things is practical. Uh, Stuart McLean, on the Vinyl Cafe Tour uh, we were on in 2008, every time uh, we exited the stage or a- after meeting people in the lobby, immediately he was like, wash your hands. <laughs> right away and it was like a tour rule all of us had to go and wash our hands immediately and honestly that has saved me so many colds through my career I'm so grateful it's so I know it seems like a silly thing but as a touring musician your health is everything mm-hmm. and when you're a singer your throat is everything, everything. so mm-hmm. yeah so wash your hands
1: awesome. <laughs> great and mark I'm just going to wash my hands
0: first, and then I'll answer <laughs> um, Well, Well, uh, mine was, uh, I got to meet probably my biggest jazz hero of my young life was Oscar Peterson. And actually, he, when I was studying jazz at York University, he came in as an instructor, and a guest instructor. He would come in every few weeks, and... And he would give these master classes and we could stand behind him, beside him. And one time he sat beside me on the bench and it, 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 was, it was mind blowing. And uh, I was, you know, had so much respect for him. But he said something um, to piano players specifically. And I think, but it applies to everybody. He said, only play what's under your hands. He mm-hmm. said, only play what's under your hands. Now, Oscar is probably technically one of the most advanced pianist of all time like the things he can do technically like you know do this with one hand and then a whole other thing with the other hand play them together octaves apart it was mind-blowing his technique and for him to say that it kind of really struck me I go, what is he talking about he plays all over the piano like north south east and west like like nobody's business and but as i got older i i started to take that metaphorically and and, and it was like only play what's under your hand. Only play what's inside of you. You know, only play what's in your heart. Be you, right? That's so. I don't know if he even meant it that way, but that's what it, it transformed for me. And that's like the biggest lesson I think for me.
1: That's phenomenal. And is that the one that you would give to someone else as well?
0: Absolutely. And I, I actually, you know, I blurted it out one time. Um, we used to work on a television show where we had musical uh, contestants and stuff, and and it probably came from that, but I, I, you know, I told this young singer, I said, just have the courage to be yourself. And it's kind of this, along the same lines as just play what's under your hands. You know. So and I, that would be my biggest thing is just be you. you know. Everybody else is already taken. Nobody's as, as good at being you as you are. right? So that really super like condensed message when you're performing when you're standing on stage singing a song, right? You gotta be you hundred percent. Otherwise it doesn't come off as authentic. And and it's really bulk, you know, if you're trying to sound like somebody else, right? It's it's a it's a wasted, you know, chance to to really connect with people.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. So what's next? What's up on the what's up on the dropping block for Dizzy and Pay?
2: We've got lots going on, actually. We're uh, playing a bunch of shows. We've got lots lined up for the rest of the year. We're going out west and traveling a little bit, um, but we're also working on more Dizzy and Fade Dates, um, which are it's our YouTube series where we perform our songs sometimes even before they're released uh, on a record of any kind and just kind of share with people what we're working on. And um, we're really excited to do a new batch this year.
0: Yeah, and we're mailing out vinyl. The new vinyl's in, so uh, orders are in, and we have to mail them out to uh, everyone who wants vinyl. So
1: that's going to keep us super busy. (laughs) (laughs) That's phenomenal. Well, here we are, going to be playing "Hooked" from the incomparable Dizzy and Faye. Enjoy. I'm mm-hmm. It has been my sincere pleasure, Amanda, Mark, Dizzy, and Faye. And it's been an enjoyable experience. I look forward to all your new work. Uh, Hopefully, you'll include me in your mailing list when you're doing your your, uh, YouTube uh, mail-outs because I absolutely adore all the work that you do i'm going to be listening to everything possible i can't listen to vinyl because i don't have a record player anymore uh, <laughs> if i did i would definitely get it because i'm sure the sound quality is phenomenal and i'd be able to sit back with the gin and the lights down low and just listen to the music as though it's being sung only for me and maybe possibly i'll catch you at the distillery <laughs> that would be phenomenal i would definitely love to do that uh you'll have to let me know when you what dates you're going to be playing there because um It'd be worth my while for sure.
0: Uh, yeah, if you if you ever if you remember to jump on our website every now and then, we always keep it updated. Okay. we are at the distillery April twenty sixth is our next Okay. And you're but you're in Ottawa, correct?
1: Yes, that is okay. correct. So I didn't we'll realize have to, I was over said, here to your left, so, or to your right. <laughs>
0: I'd probably change that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I me, mean, you're you're the farthest on the on the my right hand side, and then okay. uh, Amanda, you're right beside me. Even though I'm looking straight at you, you're actually right beside me here. Uh, oh. So I have, I have
0: four quadrants. So <laughs> oh, Brady
1: Bunch. You yeah. Brady Bunch pictures. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Brady Bunch. Wow. Where's
1: the maid? She's not in the middle here. Yeah, I, you... I got a blank one on the right. <laughs> oh, that's Corey. That's the producer. Corey. I have yeah. Corey. Okay. So, it's been an absolute pleasure, uh, and again, I look forward to everything that you've got coming up, uh, possibly the illegal but harmless, or illegal and harmful. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how dark uh, Dizzy and Faye can get. Right. Thanks, thanks, to, thanks to all four of you for, for being yeah. here, talking oh, with us. What you. a pleasure. What a pleasure.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you.
0: This has been another episode of Easy Jazz Spotlight. Don't forget to check out our music at easyjazz.fm.